This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So before we start, just to expect a, uh, a word of... A word of a Lapiansky for uh, taking time at what is a very, very busy schedule. Um, I think uh, just a quote that one of his children told me a week or two ago, together with Lovyansky when he's here in Israel, it's more, more difficult than getting a meeting with the President of the United States when he comes to visit, and it's a type of single truth. And we are very, very grateful and thankful that Lovyansky is again able to take the time to come out and uh, share with us some of his words of wisdom, the Torah, etc. There will be time after this year for an um, open question and answer time here in the Base Matters as well. So if anyone uh, wants to get themselves thinking about things they would like to be asking, certainly um, now and right after this year will be a great time to be, to be doing that. So, you know, cover the time. Good morning. It's nice to be in such a tibur. We've had wonderful connections. Bachem from us have come here and grown tremendously. We've had Bachem from here. That's really amazing. And Baruch Hashem, the place should continue to thrive and grow and, and do the work it does. It's really special, Baruch Hashem. Um, the parasha starts of Ibn Shalach Parasah Am, and so on. So the, um, the Pasuk tells us that the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a circuit route is because of the Mocham and so on. The Mechilta, Mechilta is, there's something called Medrish Halacha, that is, just like Medrish Rabbah is the primary Medrish on the Agadita, there's something called Medrish Halacha, which includes um, Torah's Kanim, Safra, and Vayikra, that's where most of the Limudim are, Sifri, and Mamid Mandvarim, and Mechilta and Shmois. <coughs> so much of the drushes that the Mechilta does are Halacha-oriented, but there's, there is also a fair amount of mechilta that is, I, I guess, on the Anmonia Gada. So the mechilta says like this. Rabbi Yezza says, Derech, he took them through a road to wear them out. There's a Pasik. Midbar Kedelet Sarfon, Yamsukir Nasaisam. So I'm not sure how the Mechilta purports to put itself into the Pasik. The Pasik <coughs> says that the reason was to avoid the Muhammad, <coughs> but I think the Mechilta is trying to explain that the Pasik seems to put an emphasis on these three places specifically. Derech Midbar Yamsuf, meaning as if it's not only to avoid something, but it's there in order to convey something positive. So that's one. So one Mandiyama says that Rabbi Yezza says all of this is there to test them, to sort of um, challenge them. Rabbi Shua says, Derech Kelitlem Satayra. So Derech is means the giving of Torah, and he brings Psukim. It says, 
Midbar Kedei Lachilo Mechamon and Yamsu Kilasus Nisim Reflois. So Rabbi Shua says that all of these three points are also Bedafka. <coughs> the Pasuk is telling us that these three points are specific, Bedafka, but the purpose is not to wear them out, to wear them down, but rather to give them matonis. So, um, the, so he says, Derech They went on the Derech in order to give them the Torah. That's the hardest one to understand. Midbar and Mon, we understand. They went to the Midbar, there's nothing to eat, you have to give them Mon. Um, Yamsuf was, there was no way to cross Yamsuf, so that caused Nisim. So those two items make a lot of sense, you know, as it says. The Akadosh Baruch Hu these places because in each one of these places something special had to happen. But he brought us in Derech in order to give us Torah. What is that, why is Derech the part that's, that's important? I mean, what does it have to do with Torah? That's the point I'd like to try to talk a little bit about. So Moral speaks about it and he speaks about it in one place specifically in other places I'll, I'll try to <coughs> give an idea and a sense. And he, he applies his idea to the whole, all three of these points. And I'll, I'll try a little bit, we'll try to understand it. The morale explains that there's a certain setting for items that that setting is the appropriate setting. In other words, Things have a context, and if they're not, in, and, and it has to be given in an appropriate context. Um, let's let's give a simple example. Nothing he speaks about. Just so we, everyone understands that if you sit down in the in the, in the <coughs> middle of a bustling street, and you have a yeshiva over there, it's going to be difficult to have a yeshiva. Traditionally, yeshivas have not worked well in big cities. In Europe, the big cities. The famous big cities did not have yeshivas that lasted. Almost all the yeshivas were in small towns. And there's a certain context to it. So the morale says, Torah has to be treated as something that's not part of the natural setting. If it is, then if, it, if it's, that's the context, it loses its meaning. Let's give an example. When you go to a school and a teacher teaches you good manners and courtesy and things like that, very archaic subject that once upon a time used to teach at school today, brought somebody to abolish it, we, we don't teach it. But there was a time when they taught uh, courtesy, manners, uh, behavior, and things like that. It, um, so the context is society. <coughs> How does a person interact with other people so that people get along. So, that, so the ideal way to practice it is, is in a group of a natural setting. You've come to a chasana, say hello, say mazel tov, say this, say that, the other thing. The context of that type of teaching is the world around. The context of teaching economics is the world around. And that's where it belongs. The, the, the study is the study of the things 
of, of, the, of, of, of the ideal way that a natural world functions. A person could possibly understand Torah like that also. Torah is a way to have a good, positive society with people that get along and do well, v'chulu v'chulu. That would be missing, the, 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 it would be missing the point of it. And you would be missing what Torah is if that's the way you take it. Torah is the way a person behaves and acts when he's in a ruchnistic world. There's a ruchnistic world where there's Tumah and Tara and Kasha and Shreif and Pasal and Kasher and things like that that really, really, they, they don't really mean all that much in this world. And therefore, the context of a Torah cannot be within this world. So long as we're, quote-unquote, balabatish, meaning our world consists of things and, and places, then we can only get Torah in a very limited way. The Bach, when he speaks about <coughs> he explains that people understood Torah as being there for the practical use only. I need to make a kosher cholent. Teach me the halachas of kashas so I can make a kosher cholent. Um, I need to do business that it should be honest. Teach me halachas. So, it's nice, the halacha supply the world, but that's all I find in it. I don't find in it anything more than that. And, and that is something <coughs> which takes Torah and sort of lops off the top of it. Torah, he says, is meant to be understood as a new world. It's something different. And therefore, um, the place to have it is not in the Yishuv. In the Maral's language, the Yishuv means a place where people inhabit and you're part of the normal, regular world. That's something that um, Torah... It's, it's not the context for Torah. By learning Torah, I've stepped into a world that supersedes this world. It's a world that's ruchnius. The, the concepts, the ideas, the ideals, the values are past this world. And therefore, Torah had to be given baderech, but baderech is something by description not part of where people are or live, to give it that. This is one of the reasons why yeshivas were traditionally out of the city. And it's one of the reasons, one of the benefits of coming to yeshiva like we do in Etisrael, a bit away and so on, and understanding that part of it is stuff mentally, we remove ourselves from the normal context, and we understand there's a bubble. It's a different world. It means it's harder sometimes when we come back to reattach it. But still, the point of it is that we've experienced something that transcends the, the world that we lived in until now, and there's a much deeper, richer world of, of emis, of, 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 of existence. I would like to add, so this is more or less what the morale explains in terms of understanding the derech part. I want to add 
another point. And <coughs> Mal doesn't say specifically over here, but it's a point that's, that's in, in many places where he writes, it, it, it comes together this way. The, the word aderech, one part of aderech is that it's not in the city, it's not, it's not in the context of normal day-to-day life. There's another point about derech also, and that is that it's never frozen in its place. It's always part of a process going somewhere. It means what defines a road is a lot of pieces that get you someplace. The, every person likes to finish. So when is it that I finish learning, doing what I'm supposed to do? Um, you know, a year, two years, five years, ten years, finishing this mitzvah, that mitzvah, the other mitzvah, doing these mitzvahs, those mitzvahs, the other mitzvahs. In other words, it's normal for us, and, and it's true about anything that's physical, that it has a very clear limit. So how long does it take to get a degree in this? How long does it take to get accreditation for that? How long does it take for me to accomplish, build a house, um, and, and things of that nature? They all have clearly defined limits, and, and, and that's it. Even mitzvahs, what is it called that I was Yitzhah mitzvah's tefillah? Well, there's a clearly defined halacha what tefillah is. There's a clearly defined halacha of when to wear it. And if I've done it, I have done the mitzvah. In the, in, the, in the act of the mitzvah, it's finite, and that's it. And that's how we work. We, we, we work it, it, for us, that's an easier type of activity to engage in. It's defined, it has a clear end. When I reach the end, a light goes on and says, you got there. Torah is something very different. The Gemara Kedushan says, Torah is ikri derech, and that's why the question of Lashne Keva you what the, what, you know, what is the cave of Zohar. The, the, um, the Torah is something that leads a person somewhere. The Ava of Chachma, of understanding a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, when I'm dealing with a Chachma, a physical entity, since physical things are limited, it has a very defined idea. What causes this disease? It's very hard to figure out. We did a lot, a lot, a lot of research, put a lot of money into it, and at some point, the light goes on, we have it. It has to be that way, because it's a thing that caused the disease. It's very definite. But Torah is the Chachma of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which means that every time we engage in it, we move a step further. We understand better. We understand with a bigger picture. It can't end because Akadosh Baruch doesn't end. It's something that we keep going with it because the subject matter is, is endless. So, on the one hand, it's difficult because we are, because we're bodies and we're finite, we like things to be very definite and, you know, this is it and that's it and, and you know, that's fine. But on the other hand, anything that is definite starts at a certain point. When we compare ourselves to, let's say, university education, 
we have the, the, the easiest, the easiest for us is, you have very clear material, you have a, 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 a clear ending, graduation, you have a finishing. But that means that what you've done is you've, you've studied and understood something finite, and that's it. Theory carries in itself a dimension that it transcends. At 20, we understand better than 18, and at 25, better than 20, and at 40, better than 25, and so on. It's a road. And if we understand that each step of the way we've moved up in the depth of understanding, in the clarity, in what we understand, then it is something that should take us for all our days and past. And that's something that is difficult because we're not, we're not built like that. As, as, as people who are bodies and, and limited, we like to have things that come to a clear end, get tested, it, I'm finished. We're not finished because the subject matter is not finished. So understanding Torah as a derech, it, it, it's a road. You will always know better, understand better. There are some Rishonim, Tosus Rid as one comes to mind, that he, he put out an extraordinary amount of rewrites of his Kedushim. And at some receptors you have Timna, my eighth round. And he, he, we don't have all eight rounds, but he'll say, you know, this is the, the Timna, the eighth time round, this is what he comes up with. This is what he comes up with. This is Reb Chaim Briska Sefer, which is the classic uh, of, you know, of yeshiva learning. He wrote and rewrote all his life. And the, 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 the the, the final version that came out was just the last version when he felt that, you know, that's it. You know, he wasn't published his life either. He, he just, that was the end, that was, that was what he could do with his life. It, it, it's a type of understanding that we understand. Understanding that Torah is there, Sakharish who brought us through Derech in order to give us Torah for two reasons. We need to understand to get into Torah, you need to remove yourself from the context of the world, because it's a very different type of understanding. And you need to know it's a journey of a lifetime. But it's incredible. It means that whatever place, whatever time, when I pick up the Gemara and learn the Sugya for the next time, I understand it better. I know something more. I, I understand it deeper. That's the, that's the goddess of Torah. So, Derech is the setting for Torah, because Torah is a Derech. Um, I guess we <coughs> talked about having maybe some conversation together, or so. Please. Uh. The pleasure. Lubyansky is famous for his uh, question and answers. So if anyone uh, has uh, questions <coughs> for Shashiva, we have an opportunity for a few minutes. Yes. Um, I'm curious. How do you treat the refuah from Chazal? There is medical advice from Chazal. So there is one of the Rishonim. <coughs> One of the Onim writes that one should not use them because we have no idea a what those I, what those things are, um, and we she just writes we don't we, we have no idea what they're talking about and therefore it would be dangerous for us to use it and that I think is the accepted mahalach. There's also many t- there are shittas that also feel Chazal the Gemara is not supposed to be a medical textbook. It's, if, if they write things, they're using it as a muscle for something 
deeper. In other words, um, they're using physical realities to explain some deeper thing. And that the Maral is, is the one who writes this a lot. The Maral has a sefer called Berhagola. He deals with the different chazal that seem to us perplexing in different areas. And one of the points that he makes is chazal, Torah is the understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chazal made use of how we perceive the world to give us insight. So it may be that that was never <coughs> intended as to be used practically. It was intended as something which this is understood to be good for the heart. And we can learn something by understanding why exactly. There are some sperm that, that have amazing insights into it. So we do not use those refuas as practical refuas. Our um, insurance does not cover it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is learning and speaking Esperanto hashkopically objectionable because of the creator's non-Torah motivation? So, um, l- let's, uh, l- let's um, discuss these things. You know, A, there is specific... Yeah, there is specific halachic... There are specific halachic points. I can't imagine that there's any specific halachic iser. But, the whole idea is, in a sense, reversing Dara Flaga. <coughs> and and, and it, it, it's, what I find incredible is that Jews are had, let's put it this way, um, they had the most far-reaching vision and the most incredible failures. In other words, this communism, which didn't start with, I mean, technically they weren't Jewish, <coughs> but it was grabbed by Jews. Esperanto was the vision of somebody that if they make one language, then everybody would come together and everything good. So it has its roots in the Torah, but the idea that if there's no God who's the common good and root of mankind, you could still have everybody come together and agree. Is is totally missing the boat. There are disagreements because we don't we speak different language. But the root of all disagreements is if I perceive myself as myself and behold only to myself. I'm my accent of evolution. You're your accent of evolution, and he's his accent of evolution. So why in the world should I be come come forth to you? Why should I be nice? Taking a, a, a dor, the Dora flogger wanted to unite humanity without a God. I once, sometimes you, you hear Musa from people you don't want to hear, and you're, <laughs> you say, you're right. I'll tell you a, a story. A long time ago, many years, this was well over 20 years ago, I was on a flight from uh, America to Israel, and sitting next to me was a... Um, Sitting in my area were a group of Amish-like Christian sect. It's called Brüderhof, which means the courtyard of brothers. And next to me was sitting the son of the head of the group. And nice fellow, very, very nice, very sweet fellow. And he explained to me they live in groups of a few hundred families in upstate New York. They don't go to public school. They have their own schools. 
at high school, I think they do go to school, whatever, but he, he explained to me this. So I asked him, what brings you here? So he told me that this was at the time when the kibbutz movement was disintegrating. And they, in, in a desire to sort of revamp or shore, shore it up, they brought in people from different movements with kibbutz-like ideals to help them to, to, to help them get ideas what to do. So their movement is, it's, it has sort of a, a, a it's a group. Now they pool the resources, they, they take by the needs, I don't know exactly the details, but it had that type of, they live as a community and, and they share. So they brought in his father as the head of it um, to help un- them understand. So he came to the head of Kibbutzim, he sat with them, and he asked them, what do you believe in? And they said, nothing, no deity. So he said to them, if you don't have one father, what makes you brothers? And I said, you know, I'm mitzvah, but nitzachtani, nitzachtani, that we Jews have to hear Musa from a Goyesh Galach, that if you don't have a father, then we're not brothers. That was very powerful. So, so these ideas and ideals, um, the set, they, 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 you know, it, the Yiddish Koach of a certain fanaticism for Emes, for this or that, when hitched to the wrong wagon, is, 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 is it, it makes you cry. And that's, so, we, I, we may, halakhu, one may or may not, uh, speaking it, I don't, I don't see any problem, but to share the ideal when it's a false ideal, <laughs> that, I, that I think is awesome. So if you're curious, there's nothing better to do. That I, I, there, there are worse things to do. But, but if, if, it, if it's... Uh, you see, by the way, his grave is in... Zamenhof's grave is, 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 in, is in Poland, Warsaw, very close to... The, and you see, take a look. This person's thing is in Jared, nothing left of it. And Torah, which, 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 seemed, which seemed for Tkufa to have gone down, is, has blossomed. Emes, that's Emes Maratzitzma. Emes rises. And things that are not Emes, they seem to grow, but they, they're gone. Yeah? Um, at what point are Chumros good, and at what point do they become bad? So, Musa teaches us to look into Kochos and Nefesh of a person. Because where is it coming from? <coughs> Is caution a good thing or a bad thing? Well, if caution means what's normal for a situation, then it is something good. But if the person is overdoing it in his context, then, then we say to self, it's coming from somewhere else. The question is, what's feeding a certain behavior? What causes an effish? So, a homeless could be an expression, I understand the halacha, the Briskorov saw Yerushal Kim was Negdoi. He saw each sheet in the Gemara and understood where does Emes in that cheetah, and, 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 he, and he was in awe of it, and he was Nachmer. There are people who are OCD, and, and that has nothing to do with Yerushal Kim. It has to, it's, it's, a, it's a condition. There are people that are <coughs> compensating for a lack in one area, by overdoing it in another area. 
So having a good sense of yourself is critical. Whatever the Shulchan says you have to do, you have to do. Anything else that's an expression of yourself, having a, an understanding of self-awareness, and, and especially having a Rebbe who can tell you you're barking up the wrong tree, is, is, is doubly important. So the same Chumrah for one person, um, for one per- you know, take a look. I, I, I used to go a lot to the Amshan of Rebbe, who's incredible. And, and I'm in awe. Everything, the Torah, the person, is not. But if somebody started acting like him, I would tell him you need help really quickly. And the difference is, because he's the Amshan of Rebbe, and, and you're a guy who needs help. And it depends. I, I, once, I, I, I once heard a voice from Avram Fox in this kind of bracha. I think it's an incredible insight. He said it at a Hesed Chaim Shalabit. I don't remember where Tanya Rebchaim, but the point itself is amazing. There's a Gemara in Exubis um, that I think is a Shmuel Yitzchak used to dance in front of a kala by juggling Hadassim. Juggling through Hadassim. And, he, and I think it was Abzerus felt that it was really inappropriate. It made, it made, it made him look cheap, it made the Rabban cheap, and he, made, and, he, and he told him, you really, really, um, it, it, it's a sh- you're, you're bringing humiliation to the Hamid. It's not good. When he died, there was a fiery hadas over his bed, and nobody could get close to it, and he said, you were right. You know, we were wrong, you were right. So, Ramon Fausti asked, it says, Lo Bashamaimi, the famous Gemara of Eliezer, that they put him to Hiram because he tried to invoke all sorts of signs from the Shemaim, and, and, you know, and, and he wasn't allowed to. You don't pass him. Lo Bashamaimi, we pass him what we pass him here. So, why did they care? Why did they care that they saw a fiery hadas? Lo Bashamaimi. So, Ramon Fausti said the following. There are certain halachas. Kasha, not kasha, tomei tohar. That, leiba shemaimhi, and you, we pass, and if we pass in its tohar, then you can't pass in its tomei, vice versa, and, and it doesn't work. There are certain hanhagis that are appropriate for some people and not for other people. Tossing hadasim, if this person is an extraordinary tzaddik who is in a different world and whatever it is, and, and, and so it's appropriate for him. For somebody who's, who's a regular person, it's, it's humiliating, and it's wrong. The mistake was not in the halacha, but in understanding who he was. In Hashemayim, they said he's a person that shares a different halacha. So when a person does things that are normal, a person, a person follows shaharak. A person follows the minhagim and chumris of his kehillah. In a yeshiva, you mark on certain things. In, in a chbaychsidim, you mark on certain things. Um, in these places, you mark on certain things. So the things that people mark, but even if they are chumras, it's almost a halacha, that if it's part of your community, it's a mark of shenogu. That's, that's appropriate. So a chsidishid won't, won't think of that without a gartel. If you're a chsidishid, you have to a gartel. If you walk into a shul with a mark on it, you have to put a gartel. That's halacha, even though it's in essence chumras. But if a person starts taking on all sorts of things that are not part of that, he needs to have a lot of self-awareness. Where is it coming from, and and what what's it feeding into? Yeah.
How are we uh, supposed to view the role of a woman in today's society? So, the Torah made it very clear that there are two frameworks. In other words, there are things that a woman realizes in the Baruch Hu, and there are areas where, where men realize the connection. That's Nitzchias. There are things that, for instance, that a woman can't be an engineer because she's a woman, doesn't say it anywhere in the Torah, and there's no reason for it. On the, on the other hand, that a woman has to be an engineer because today we decided that, that it's exactly the same is, is also crazy. Um, that to look for mitzvahs, it's, it's amazing that in the places that sort of push the envelope, it's all of a sudden, the women, the only women make a seem of only because the men don't care about it. And you, you have to ask yourself, so is the pshat that, you know, why wasn't, why are they the one kind of Torah, or is the pshat because there's this little Mayim Gnuvim? Yeah, really, there are communities where all the people making the same pshat are women. What's the pshat in that? And places where boys would rather not put on filling, the girls are extraordinarily eager to put on filling. So you ask yourself, is it Iboilahu? Is it, is it because, you know, the Torah got it wrong, and, and they're the ones who really want to keep the mitzvahs, or is it because the Torah said not? Um, th- those, those are really issues. So there are differences, not necessarily differences in society placed on them. They're arbitrary. On the other hand, generally speaking, the Torah gave framework. There are certain things women can't do, things that women don't need to do. And, and on the other hand, there's certain things that 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 is women. Um, let's take a simple example. I, I know, sitting and learning is man's job. The Rebbein Bechayis says, "Almost that Torah is the women." And a child that grows up in a family—that's what Rebbein Bechayis says in, in as many words. The almost that Torah comes from the woman, from his mother, <coughs> and she needs to bring that into the family. So, is that role? It's it's not as specific and defined as the man's role. But it's no less important and arguably more important. Many things like that. The, sh- the Shabbos and Yantiv in a home, the, 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 the husband <coughs> makes the Kiddush, not the woman can, but the husband makes the Kiddush. But the flavor of Shabbos in a home is a woman. And, and everything about the intangibles. So we've come to, for, for, you know, if people, Dora Doris, Every single person, when he thinks back of the environment he grew up in, his mother was as powerful, if not more powerful, influence as his father or Rebbe. And, and there's a sense about something about the genuineness of it, the emphasis of it, the warmth of it, the selflessness of it. Yes, it's not as fixed, it's not as defined, but to say that that's more important or less important, so we need to follow the Torah guidelines and and say this is the this is more the role the man is more the role the woman, but more important, less important it is non existent. <coughs> uh, so based on what we already said about like the journey of score being like you have to like be in your own world and like participate your entire lifetime. If someone's like wanted to go into cure or something like that, it's inevitable that they have to open up that world into like other stuff because like People just don't know anything. It's like that's other work. So how would they like continue like growing in Torah and stuff like that while still being open to other worlds? It's not a cure. It's almost everything else. 
you know, it, it's everything else. Any any job, any work that you do, not you know, most people will not be in in, in a rabbinic job. This is everybody, and even people who are um, teaching in the yeshiva, there are a lot of other things to do. It's, it comes with a big package of stuff. Um, so there's two things. First of all, the tkufa in life, when you're in formation, needs to be as much as possible in its own world. You need to think of Torah not in the terms that you teach it to a person who has no sense of it, but you need to develop a personal intuitive sense of it. And when the time comes to teach it, and so on, then basically um, this A, you're translating, and you always need to have a little island of the time for yourself when you're retaining your own self. Because if you keep translating, the focus need is only about making your wife more attractive to you because you know you abstain and that makes it more. Then you're slapping Torah down. You, what you want to do is reach out. You want to show how far Torah extends, not pull Torah into, into, into just that world. So having a strong foundation yourself and always having time when you are sort of buttressing your own, this is your island and this is when you are, will you keep that, that vitality? <coughs> Does Rebbe have any physic to offer um, in terms of studying um, shot the farshim on chodesh? You feel sometimes kind of like you, you'll see them and you see like they work. So you should have worked tirelessly to understand the pasuk shot, but at times it feels just like like grueling or like it's just like it's just, it's like just like really hard work. And it's like sometimes it almost feels like there's no like what's the reward? Like okay, so I know like there's like a slight not very fundamental difference to how I understand the Pusik now. Um, it's still the times where it's very, very difficult to, to go through it. So generally speaking, in learning, let's say, Chumash, we, we take something like Rashi, which is sort of supposed to be a, a baseline in a certain sense. We learn others for him, and depending on the person, so for some people, that, that discovery exactly what the word means if we ask ourselves, what's the implication? So take, let's say somebody is, 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 is let's say you find a Rishon, and he, and he gives two different ways of learning the Pshat. Try to build out from each one, so what's the lesson learned from it? So what does the Pasuk tell me going to that? How do I understand it? You need to sort of decipher a little bit um, what, you know, what, what does it mean to me? It's always a balance. On the one hand, Understanding what the word meant, what the pasuk shot is important, going very much into it when it's not where your heart lies may not be the best use of your time um, for, for learning that. So there's a certain minimum, like we do with that. Just what does the word mean? What is the pasuk shot in the pasuk? And then let's look for some insight. So it, sometimes, even in that, in the differences of pshat. You f- if you think about it, it has two different messages to it. So you can try using that exercise to maybe give you some sort of feeling. But, in the other, but you, you need to choose which farm you, you're learning to give you that, that sense. It's like learning Gemara. There are thousands of farm on this. Certain receptors have an incredible amount of farm. You can't learn everything. You can't even learn a fraction. So you pick this farm that address the points that you connect to the most, the important points you connect to. And same with Chumash. With time, you get a sense of which farm hit the Nakudas that are meaningful to you.
see what she was saying. So somebody has a, there's no list of, of preferences in terms of beyond Rashi? No. It, I, I would say it's things that speak to you. Things that you feel give you a connection. Ramban is famous, but again, not everybody today relates to it. It's very hard to, to give a clear Hagdara. Um, hearing it from somebody else, teaching it, is helpful, because a lot of times they fill in the meaning and so on. But at the end of the day, you're looking for a safer that gives you your sense of connection to Taira. Um, is there ever a point where American society could get like perverse and depraved enough that it would just be like full-on emergency, everyone's got to go, like, as if there's like a physical emergency to Jews, and like, if so, like, what would that be? I don't know, you know, I, I, you know, these things are, they feed imagination, but it's hard to think in a rational way, clear, you know, clear, great, magnificent pictures are in the movies. Real life is complicated, and it's complex. And you want people to say, well, don't you see? It's Germany 38. we got to all run. That's what they said. They say, come on. Um, this is Mamish, Stone, Vamora, and this and that. It's a lot more complicated. Real life is very complicated. And <coughs> running and going someplace where you don't know where you're going to, what's happening to you, is 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 something that will go is never good. Yes, if the gun's shooting and you're running, you're running. But 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 being not not, it you have to weigh different things and you you feel that hashkacha will lead you that when the right time comes, that's yes, this blanket statement that you know there's some sort of moment. It, it, it's like our problems is that we were brought up on movies. I don't, I don't know if it's true anymore because movies are so old-fashioned. I don't know what we're brought up with. But, and we're, those things, everything is simple, <laughs> glorious, with a big firework and, and zero. Real life is far from it. And, you know, America has tremendous things and challenges. Israel has extraordinary things and challenges. Every place has its challenges and Making the moves has to be built with a lot of weighing and so on, you know, and, and so forth. Um, so the Ramam says that you should like take care of your body and like do that, but like we also know that you shouldn't, you know, idolize your body and like you know do it to such a crazy degree because at the end of the day, we're always gonna go back to like dirt. So like, what, what is there like a balance? Like what? what so so let's give a marshal. Let's give an example. If a person has a factory and he has machines working and he never takes care of them, doesn't service them, doesn't clean them, doesn't check them, nothing. So in a relatively short time, he will lose his investment in the machinery. The machine is going to fall apart and so on and so forth. But if you spend more money and more time and more effort in keeping the machine <coughs> going than it could possibly bring in as profit and so on, then the person is, is making a bad cheshbon. When a person, uh, there, was, there was somebody, this is Asia Torah, he was very into health stuff, and like every day he would spend an hour or two finding unique exotic herbs somewhere, some shook somewhere, that, and so on. And he asked me this. And I said, if the time that you're wasting and the amount of being into it, things that, things that are 
just means, like servicing the machinery, we do matter-of-factly. We say, okay, it needs to be oiled such and such times, uh, a, a checkup once every two years, and replacing certain parts that were out, that's fine, and that's over with. If I keep obsessing over it, and thinking about it, and dreaming about it, then I've mixed it up. So if a person makes a passion, I should be exercising a bit more, I should be eating a bit less, I should be doing this, with that, and I do it, and that's it, <coughs> that's, that's good, that's responsible. But if a person is obsessed all day and all night with this type, and that type, and the other type, and this way, and that way, then, then what's feeding it is not responsible for taking care of it. It's because I see my body as, so shalom, I, I get a crease. I, 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 I means that it's terrible because my body is going. It is going. We're all going. So, so, so the, the, the understanding between the need to keep it as well as possible so it does its job, to the other hand, that not becoming what we live for is, is what's important. Like if you with being had options like that they mistreated by eating like an objectively unhealthy food, which should one like stay away from that or they should So it, the measure is if if the person is yes, you choose a healthy lifestyle, <coughs> you eat things that are healthy and stay away from that healthy, that's a hundred percent correct. But if Khasva Solom uh, 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 a grain of fatty fat fell into the soup and it's bottled by shishim, the elf, the mayor, and you have to do a thing. There's certain, you have to, you see, that's what I said, like we spoke before, you see times when caution is reasonable and there are times when it's coming from something else. And, and, and that's when, when a person's body, I spoke once, I hesped for my brother, Nassim Tzvi. I think it was the Mira Shiva, he became a Shashiva, and in, as soon as he became a Shashiva, it was discovered. I think he knew from before, but people discovered that he had um, Parkinson's, and he basically pushed himself till he was Nifta, 20 years later, and excruciating difficulty never stopped, and, you know, basically gave every ounce of, 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 of what he had. So, I, I was saying a Hesper somebody's American, I realized. I know people have no idea who he was. I, to speak about Tyre and this and that, I don't know. That wasn't, uh, they just had no, they had no idea. It was, a, it was a community that didn't understand and know. So I said over Chazal, it says that the Pasuk Hala says, Tov Yom Mosum Yom Hivoldo. That the better is the day, the, the day when a person dies is, is greater, better, bigger than the day when you're born. So Chazal give a marshal. There were people sitting in, in a port, <coughs> staying in a port, and there was a new ship that had just been launched, and everybody was standing and cheering. <coughs> it was a really magnificent sight. On the other side of the port, there was an old ship that was lumbering in from its final journey, full of holes, worn out, and kind of coming into dock for the last time, and nobody was there. So somebody said, fools, this ship that you just launched, who knows what's going to be with it? No one knows, it may sink right away, it may never deliver on, it, deliver on its promise. This old ship <coughs> has delivered everything. That's the one you should greet. The American dream is that at 80, you look at like at 18, which means you did nothing with your life but sit in Florida, sorry to all the Florida people, <laughs> and, and sunned yourself, and, and, and drank and sipped uh, soft drinks without sugar. 
The, 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 that's, that's, that's a beautiful body. A body that says, I never thought about anything, I never worried about anybody, and I never did a stitch of work. That's beauty. We say to yourself, what a waste of a piece of meat. You know, there's nothing done. When we see somebody who 80 years of, he's, he's worked himself to the bone, his, his, his forehead is creased because he's always been thinking and worrying about people and taking responsibility, and, and he's worn out from, from what he did, that's beauty. So, so that concept of using ourselves and, and th- that a person should feel having thoroughly utilized every ounce of self and strength and, and ability, that's, that's what's right. So yes, keeping ourselves good is, is keeping ourselves fit in the sense that we can we'll be able to do is of course very important, but, but our nachasruach our, our should be from what we accomplished, not from what we, we, we never used. Thank you very much. Uh